And now for something completely machinima. Welcome to this week's interview for the And Now for Something Completely Machinima podcast. I'm Tracy Harwood and I'm delighted to be joined here uh, today by Half Peeps, uh, who is creator of the Half-Life Alex cinematic fan movie that is just about to release episode two. Now, we just review, reviewed this movie, um, or at least reviewed episode one in our October films review for the podcast, um, which is a 21 link long, minute long um, film. Um, and I'm not sure how many episodes we're going to be looking at here. Um, and we're going to have a chance to ask half peeps in, in, a, in a few moments. Um but uh, now the other thing I'd like to uh, sort of say is Half Pizza's just had a birthday. So happy birthday for that. Dare we ask you how old? I'm 20 now. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> big, Thank you. A big year for you, I'm sure. Um, I have to say you're probably the youngest person we've interviewed on the podcast so far. Wow. <laughs> Which is saying something. Um, uh, and I was um, trying to do a bit of background on you for this interview and I saw that you had made or you said you've made Half-Life content every day and that you're also a developer for Raising the Bar. Now, would you like to tell us or start by telling us a little bit about your background and how you came to form Half Peeps? Uh, Sure. Um, I started YouTube back in 2013, just making like the most random videos like anyone ever does mostly Minecraft, um, uh, and I kind of went on making gaming videos for a little bit, and then I was like, I need a direction here. Um, so I taught myself source filmmaker, because I was in, always interested in film, and I love video games, and so uh-huh. it seemed like the, the natural jumping on point. Um, so I learned source filmmaker, and I made some pretty terrible Portal 2 animations, um, <laughs> and then slowly, over time, got better, uh, rebranded as Half Peeps in 2017, uh-huh. and um, have steadily been improving it's been a long journey but we're getting there well i mean at 20 you're not very old to say that you're steadily improving i mean that's some journey actually so you were you were what 12 or 13 when you started this journey i think so yes 13 (laughs) that's amazing and and minecraft was your starting point that's really interesting how you know how did you get into that as a as a starting point do you do you recall is it was it just Uh, a bunch of mates just sort of having a I think I just moved house, so I kind of left all of my friends, and so I just needed something to do with my time. Mm-hmm. This was pretty much how it started. And did you start to shape stories in Minecraft as well? Is that how you came to 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 sort of think about that as a I, creative medium? Or at the time, were you just doing let's playing type stuff? Uh, at the time, I did start. Uh, I was doing like Minecraft animations, and I'd like to think there was a story there at the time. Looking back. Not a story I can follow. Don't know if there actually was one. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, at the time. You enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And Source Filmmaker, why Source? Uh, I have always loved Valve games. Um, mm. I first played Portal back in 2008, um, which was my first Valve game. I then went to Half-Life. Uh, and so I basically always loved Half-Life as long as I've been playing video games, uh, Half-Life and Portal. And I had grown in, I had grown up watching people like Harry 101 UK um, mm-hmm. and Zarya Scott and their kind of portal animations. And so it's like yeah. I saw that and I was like, that's something I want to do. Plus, I was in love with the design of GLaDOS and just 
the animations that she could have and how you can get a robot with no face to portray emotion. Yeah. And so I was like, I could like learn Blender, but the model's already there in Source Filmmaker, so it seemed the easiest step. Okay. Did you ever see Red versus Blue as well? I did, yes. And that, was that any any kind of influence? Or... Uh, not particularly. Not your sort I, of humour? I, I don't think it was, no, it's not something that child me understood hugely. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Okay, so is there just you in Half Peeps then, or are you a team of people? Uh, on the production side, yes, it is just me. I have a team that run the social side um, of everything, but I, I do all the production. Oh, so tell us about the social side then. What do you do with that? Um, we I run a, a fairly large Discord server, Half Peeps Discord server, Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it's not something I could run on my own because I don't have huge amounts of time. Um, so I've got uh, a couple of people who, who run that and that's where a lot of discussion on like ray tracing and, um, animation help and that kind of stuff. It's like a smaller version of the SFM discord. Right. Right. Gotcha. How many have you got on that? Uh, I think just over 1100. I might be oh, wrong. I haven't looked okay. recently. That's pretty impressive. Um, so, all right. Uh, tell us then, well, obviously you've been a fan of Half-Life for forever by the sounds of it, but what led you to make the Half-Life Alex cinematic? What, where, uh, did you, where did that come from? Well, it w- probably began back in April of 2020 with the release of the, um, mm-hmm. the source tools for Half-Life Alex. Um, and with that, we were dropped the new Source 2 filmmaker, Mm. Um, and I very quickly put together um, an animated version of the ending to Half-Life Alex, which then quickly became my most viewed video. I think I might have been the first person to release a full Source 2 filmmaker animation, so that was quite exciting. Mm. Um, and from there, I'd, I'd get people often asking, why don't you do the entire game? And I was like, that sounds ridiculous. That would take literally forever. Um, and so I kept making like some some scenes from the game, uh, into a more cinematic format and then in october i was like you know what they're never going to stop asking unless i do it so i began <laughs> working on um uh, the movie and it was originally supposed to be a, a full feature length movie uh-huh. um and then i got to about january and i was like i don't really like the direction i'm just going to st- scrap it and start again i do have like a 80 percent finished film and i didn't like it um it just felt rushed as you'd imagine film you put together in eight months would be um so i was like i'll go episodic put more time into each individual episode um and so in like march i then started that and it Uh took about three and four months to make episode one wow and and tell us a bit about how you've translated a vr game into a narrative form then How, how did you start to shape the story given that it's well i mean bearing in mind here i'm not a Half-Life Alex player. Um, however, it is a you know, fully immersive game and one would assume quite difficult, therefore, to sort of cut a narrative path through it. So tell us a little bit about what your, you know, your process has been to create that story. Well, my, my goal was always to create, uh, to, to have people who couldn't play the game, because of course VR is an expensive medium. Absolutely, so I yeah. wanted people who couldn't play the game to still experience the story, perhaps without watching a Let's Play of it. Um, and so obviously I needed to get the key points of the story in and the atmosphere and the general vibe of the game. 
but yeah. you can't just watch the entire game because it's it's boring games are boring to watch they're designed to be played yeah. um so i did have to cut down a lot of sections there's a lot of walking in alex where you just are looking at the scenery and that kind of most of that got cut into like the first like four minutes of the episode um and also there's sections like the the, the glove training the tutorial for the gravity gloves and i like prototyped a version of that um like cinematically and it just really dragged it was not an interesting thing to watch mm-hmm. so like anything tutorial based or um repeated sequences uh just that happen over and over again because games are built on repetition yeah. it's like you only need to see that once and so you kind of cut that out but what about the, the the plot you know the the adventure side of it how have you shaped the adventure of it um is, is there a, was there a pathway through it that you really enjoyed that you thought would make a great film I think I mean the, the the writers of Alex already did such a great job creating um uh, a great narrative, and the advantage is is with Valve games when you have narrative elements in the Half Life series, it's kind of a lock you in the room and let it play. So there wasn't a huge amount that I needed to that wasn't already in a confined area that was already cinematic esque in game. So there mm. wasn't a huge amount of like reworking of areas to t- try and navigate through this this kind of thing because it's such a linear game already okay okay so there's not that many pathways through it after all then. no it's just that it's just the views that would change what the narrative is i suppose yeah exactly and and i mean forgive me again because i don't i don't I haven't played the game but the the dialogue of the character have you have you cut a pathway through the dialogue that they're using or are you voice acting that to suit what your end purpose of it is? Um, I not. I don't think every bit of dialogue from the game made it into episode one, uh, as some angry commenters will tell you. I did skip <laughs> dialogue sometimes on purpose because it just kind of smoothed out the scene, cinematic yeah. purposes. Yeah. Other times I might have just forgotten to add a line somewhere. Um, but it's not. It's not a one-to-one replica of the game scenes. No, well, you wouldn't expect it to be, would you? If you're telling the story, it doesn't have to be verbatim of the game, does it? Uh, no, exactly. And I think there is one point, um, there is after the van that Alex is held in crashes, um, there is then a dream sequence I added, which is actually from the beta of Half-Life Alex, is where that originally came from, but it was cut. Right. Um, because it, I, I guess it didn't really fit the VR medium, but it, it did fit a cinematic medium. So I then kind of spliced together some lines that were left over in the game files and kind of added that scene back, which um, kind of gives Alex more of a reason to continue on her journey other than just Russell telling her to. Got you, got you. And, you know, what I suppose really that sounds like the audience are quite passionate about you following the the exact um, pathway through it. I mean, what key challenges do you think you've faced in adapting the work? Other than um, audience, maybe. <laughs> I suppose just trying to show everything that's important. In a VR game, everything is interesting. It's a 360 experience. And really to kind of get the feel for the, maybe not the story, but the atmosphere. You re- It's really, you have, to, you have to kind of be there moment. Mm-hmm. So then translating that into 75 degrees of field of view is um is certainly a challenge um and i did i certainly didn't get it perfect there are some i've had 
feedback on, say, the intro sequence where people have found it a bit long, where I've tried to fit in all of the bits of atmosphere that you would see just by looking out the balcony. Um, yeah. But but I, I, I am trying to strike a good balance between that kind of thing. But I guess if you're making a film, you can reveal that over a period of time. And the net effect is that you you have the feel of the atmosphere. It just doesn't have to be sucked in all at once. It can be revealed over time. Exactly, it? yeah. Okay, so so other than source, what other what other technologies have you used here? Uh, I was very kindly given um, access to the Ipisoft motion capture tools. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you very much to them for that. Uh, which is a set of tools which allows you to connect up um, connect cameras from the Xbox, uh, which have um, not only a camera but also a depth sensor, mm. um, which can then track your body movements and then translate it over to a 3D model, which Got is you. what I used for a majority of Alex's movements because for some of the characters, they're already animated from the game. But of course, you never see Alex, and so she had to be animated from scratch and motion captured uh, from scratch. Great. Okay, so that's how you did it. I was wondering how you managed to capture her, and and there's some great detail in there as well. Thank um, you. Using the, um, well, we we called it iPie. You've called it Ippy. That's great. Ippy soft. I I don't know what it's called. I think it's... <laughs> that's brilliant. And 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 as you say, markerless uh, mocap is um, something that's being used a lot now. I think in games. Yes. Um, so why series? Well, you've already sort of said a little bit about why series, but I mean, why are you sticking to series now? Or are you going to be sticking to series? Or are you going to turn it into a feature length once you've got a bunch of episodes done? My, my end game plan is to do it as a series. And then once that's done, edit it so it fits together as a film and then release that. Um, but to start with, I... I felt that that changing over to a series made more sense because um i could release episodes much yeah. uh more frequently than just having to wait two years for me to push a film out or something yeah yeah and and have you got backers involved as well is that are you are you doing gofundmes and all that sort of stuff for it or are you uh fun- no not particularly not really no just doing it on your own yep over time wow that's a hell of an endeavor I mean, are, are you thinking, I mean, because I suppose really this is something we talked about on our podcast a couple of uh, episodes ago where we were sort of saying that um, why, you know, do, do you actually think feature length machinima is a really good idea? Because we couldn't really find any great feature length machinimas that work particularly well and maybe they are better off serialised. And if they're serialised... Um, can you connect them together? Damien was telling us that he had similar idea to what you're talking about there, um, where he, you know, released a bunch of uh, episodes for his Heir to the Empire series, and then was going to clip together a whole season into a film. But he found that he couldn't do it easily because he hadn't got the right connections between parts of the episodes. So I guess what what you you need to sort of think about here is how you're going to connect it all together once you've got four or five episodes done for it is that is that what your game plan is on this one yeah i i, I do realize there is going to be a lot of editing and re- reworking of scenes um i am making each episode with the idea of um putting them all together so that is always in the back of my mind but mm. I, I am expecting to have to rework a lot of the ordering 
mm. for it to fit a uh, film. Yeah, yeah, and then you get and then re-release it as one film. Yeah, that's yeah. I've not something I would watch personally. I think that, as you were saying, machinima films aren't something that's released mainly because I don't think the internet, like audience, general audience it's like considerably less convenient for them to sit down yeah. and watch an hour and a half. Whereas, you know, they can watch an episode one day and then watch an episode the next. Um, but there are, there is a notable size uh, of my uh, audience that do want a then film release. So it is something I will do. Yeah. Uh, they, it's, complete. it's interesting that they're demanding that from you, isn't it? I think, I mean, then I guess the other strategy might be to sort of have an ongoing serialization to to which point is is there actually an end to this to this as a game or do is it is it um is it the type of uh, environment that Valve will keep releasing um you know new packs for do you think do you think it's going to go on and on and on like like some of the other games have um well we were as a community hoping for that i know but Valve's interest in the game does seem to have completely dropped off after releasing the tools. Um, right. We've had very minimal updates. There's still a couple of game-breaking bugs in there that that we haven't had patched, and they've just gone very quiet. Um, I've spoken to Tyler McVicker, who is um, uh, uh, almost a figurehead in, in the, at least the Half-Life community when it comes to like upcoming what what Valve is working on secretly. Mm. Um, it and it doesn't look particularly like they they intend to release expansions they they might but it's not something that i'm like expecting are you disappointed um i suppose a bit but that could just mean that they're working on another standalone vr game so cool and the and the um the community you know because I've, I've seen where there's demand for um you know a, a, a cinematic such as what such as the one you're making here why was it you that responded to that and nobody else? I think because it's just a really stupid thing to try and do. It's a pretty big project. <laughs> Wait, you're only now realising that? Or you must have realised that before. No, I, I knew that when I was taking it on. And what's the community's response then? What are, what are, they, uh, what are they saying to you? Uh, I So far, I've, I've had almost nothing but positive overall. Um, people seem to really enjoy it. Uh, it hasn't reached the audience that I'd like. Like I would like more people to see it, but that's sort of YouTube and the Half Life community. It's it's around Half Life Alex. There was a huge boost in views and everything, and people who weren't hardcore fans were watching these kind of videos. But a uh, year and a bit on now, it's just the hardcore fans. But of the people who have seen it, I've been very happy with the response. Yeah, I mean, I guess one of the challenges is the. Um you know, the accessibility issue with VR, isn't it, in terms of its, you know, its expanded audience. If 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 the kit, if VR kit was more widely available, you'd probably have a bigger audience for it. But, yeah. uh, you, you know, by the same token, what you're doing is potentially opening up the audience for it. So, exactly. So what what is Valve's response to what you're doing? Um, I have had... Um, Valve are quiet on everything. They 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 don't speak to anyone really. But I have um, had comments from Robin Walker, um, who was a uh, I think development lead uh, for Half Life Alex, saying that they did really enjoy, um, or at least he really enjoyed it, and he's looking forward to seeing where it goes and seeing the um, 
the the kind of the world that they spent so long creating um then translated over to a different format yeah yeah i bet they are actually i bet they're um, really interested to see what the response uh, will be and how it, and how it opens up the market for the game for them i would imagine like mm-hmm. so many other machinima have done over the years um you know they've they've basically been a free marketing tool for the games um so what's next for you then when when are you going to be releasing this next episode oh, i wish i could i wish i could say um <laughs> it's certainly very heavily in production it's um it's coming along nicely is, is what i can say but i don't right. want to like give a month or anything and then not be able to deliver because <laughs> they'll hold you to they'll hold they your feet will, to yeah. a candle will they <laughs> <laughs> excellent um so you've really basically got a project here for the next two or three years by the sounds of it what other yes. stuff are you are you going to be working on at the same sort of time are you going to expand your creative talents to other things uh well i'm continuing to just make more short standalone half-life portal videos as i have done previously um and so we'll continue that obviously and i'm also slowly moving into live action i'm um, currently training to be a director of photography for film tv and hopefully also video games at some point oh Um, brilliant so that is something that i have started releasing on my channel as well excellent so are you at university at the moment i am yes which university i'm uh, I'm not going to dox myself. <laughs> Once again, yeah. if I do not release episode two, I do not want the fans coming to my door. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. But you're 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 obviously doing film studies, are you? So, I am, yes. Doing excellent, excellent. Okay, all right. Um, so that um, you know, what what do you? Well, I guess I guess in terms of what you're saying, your feed your the feedback is pretty critical to what you're doing, isn't it? Really, um, and they, you know, your followers do seem to influence um, how you go about managing what you're doing. What I was going to ask you is, in terms of the the role of community, how does that influence what you produce and and where you go with it? Uh, creatively speaking, I I usually am quite selfish and take my own view um, uh-huh. over ones people have suggested because it's it's my series and if i'm not enjoying making it it just won't get made um but if if i get and i do get suggestions i'm like that is a good idea i I should have thought that myself then it is something i'll i'll implement um i have had requests to go like completely off law uh and add like the beta um that in the beta of half of alex there were combine that would ride horses and i've had requests to add that into the series I don't plan to do that. I, I, I want to stay pretty much on what Valve released because it's a retelling of the story, primarily for those who haven't been able to play it. Yeah. Um, but still, ideas and stuff that, that are suggested in my Discord, in my comment section, are considered. I don't just turn everything down. Sure, sure. Now, uh, the, the reason we re- reviewed it in our October uh, episode is because obviously our focus this particular month is on horror and, uh, you know, um, that kind of genre of content. Is there going to be a reveal of horrific things as you as you go through your plot? Well, I would argue that Half of Alex is itself a horror game. And yeah, that's so what I thought. Certainly, 
it will be a challenge to translate that because the horror comes from the fact that you're actually there in VR. But I yes. do intend to make the sections that were scary in the game actually be scary for the um, series as well. Yeah, how are you going to do that then? How, have you thought about how you're going to do that? I assume by watching lots of horror films and <laughs> trial and erroring it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's some... Uh, you have a look at some of the machinima that we've... Um, We've referenced there was a there was a one that we looked at a few weeks ago by Lovecraft called Haunter Haunter of the Dark. It's old, believe me, it's old, but the suspense in it was amazing. And and partly how it was done was through the soundtrack, um, and and the you know the the voice acting and the uh, the timbre of the voice and what have you. Um, but uh, be really interesting to see how you achieve that. Given, as you said, that you know, it's the it's the immersion and the the immersive experience that creates the suspense for you, and, and how you translate that onto the two D screen is going to be really interesting to see. Okay, well, I've got no more questions unless you've got anything else you want to sort of say or tell your adoring fans whilst you're on here. Uh, I mean, I love you. That thank you for watching my stuff. It's freaking awesome to be able to do this before 2020 i had like 400 subscribers and now i've got 10,000. it's insane so just wow. thank you really wow how did you achieve that uh if, mainly just making half-life uh, animations during the release of half-life alex it was just a huge upsurge in views really because wow so it is all half-life alex that's, uh, that's it, it, it's half-life alex and i think portal 2 and the ray tracing series that i made for that yeah yeah yeah, brilliant. Well, well done you. That's good. That's um, some achievement. And we're all looking forward to seeing episode two whenever that comes out. And, and in the meantime, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. No worries. Yeah.